Hello everybody and welcome back to the Audio Blog Podcast where we talk about all the kinds of stuff that you do in an audio blog or a normal blog or whatever you want to do and put them into a blog post and all that kind of stuff. Now, this episode, I'm going to tell you what's happening in this episode. So what's happening in this episode, it's still going to be pretty messy, pretty sort of uh, features here and there, but... We do have stuff, we do have some real content for this episode. And first of all, I want to talk about um, something I'm going to talk about in YouTube videos. But um, just basically, I want to talk about my imaginary company. Because I'm unhappy with it. Well, I'm unhappy about my role with it, but unhappy about the work that we're doing. And thinking that we could get more money if we change what we do but before i do that i want to talk about career goals new year's resolutions if i have any um all the really good stuff so first of all i want to talk about my goals so there's going to be an interlude and we're going to talk about goals okay so hold on tight Sit back, relax, and here it goes. So here are my career goals, and these are... I'll do my imaginary business first, and then I'll do my real business second. So if you're into my real business, stay tuned. First, my imaginary businesses. Now... First of all, I'm going to go with a real goal. A real goal. And the first goal, actually, it couldn't be any more realer, is to um, stay on top of my YouTube, end of week YouTube. I didn't do one today, but I do have a video that's going on. In fact, it's the trailer for this podcast. Um... Secondly, another sort of real goal, I don't know why I've uh, put this in the in the imaginary one, but uh, to um, stay on top of things, stay organised, um, sort hard drive space, all that kind of thing. Goodness grief, that was a big one. Um, third goal um, is to really have a good go at time management of this year. Uh, fourth goal is to really get, you know, turn around, do a big change and stuff. So I'll be doing a, I'll be doing a driving your own vision episode about based on what I'm doing at the moment. It'll be more kind of notes, but you'll have to wait for next week for that because tomorrow, yeah, no. I'll do it tomorrow because the other video mm, I'll give it a couple of weeks because I'm not not comfortable doing that video yet. Well, there will be a video. There will be a video. Yeah. It might be a midweek one though. So just hanging in there. Hanging in there. <laughs> um So anyway, um now for some real job goals. Cause there isn't really many for the imaginary uh thing. Um some real job goals. Real job goals are to try and up the game with DJ Megatron and real um, do some changes 
first things first is to try and find some old folks' homes and try and, you know, do that. Um, number two is pull my finger out and get into grips with a business plan. So, you know, get into grips. Number three, communicate with people properly. I think that's an overall, it's not really a career goal, but I want to stick it in there. Um, what I mean is I'm an absolute dick when it comes to communication. I think because we have technology and technology has become, it's silenced us. No, it's, they should have had it in the Victorian age. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's it's a kind of, I don't know, technology seems to, to work with, with a lot of people and Um, anyway, I'm glad it's seven o'clock. I haven't got long, long to wait for tea. Yay! Uh, the next goal, which is real, is to build up a proper network. You know, and what what I mean is to build a proper network of people and try and, and really work with that network. So the old folks' homes... Uh, generation, I'll talk about that in this podcast too. That's something else I'm not happy with. Um, <laughs> this podcast's going to be me not being happy with anything. I'm just going to jump off the pier and die. Ah! Anyway, <laughs> happy Friday, everyone. Um, anyway, um, back to where I'm going with this. So, the next thing, a lot of people... Talk about their goals. So, that's what I'm doing. Another career goal, another big career goal is to uh, not just work the commit, but try and build a community. And I've done it for the last past couple of years, but every year, that's the goal. And, oh yeah, music festival. It's a two-year goal. It's like this year and next. But try and get, you know, that reminds me, I need to sort that link out. <laughs> Um, because I want to try and go to raves and see more bands and oh yeah, and try and and stay in contact with old past friends and you know and I always say oh, I'm going to ring somebody and I don't ring them. That reminds me, I'm going to ring a friend of ours. So I might ring her tomorrow actually. Um, or Facebook. She said she wants to speak to me. That's the thing. People want to speak to me and then I don't speak to them. <laughs> I'm a right douche. Um, another real career goal is to. Um, get out the comfort zone a bit. I'm hoping, actually, um, there's someone who... I mean... Yeah. Try and do my own raves and stuff. Try and get all the better stuff going. Work on the transport and... So you had a transport issue last year. So, anyway, that's all the career goals. I do have one more goal, and that is to build a portfolio. So that's going to be done. And that's going to take a while, because we got not just... We got all the Facebook posts, which we got all the really good ones. I want to take, you know, take snapshots of them. And... Yeah snapshots of those, and write contracts as well. That's something I need to do. It's not a massive goal. It's something that needs doing. 
So, right, we're done with goals. I'm now going to talk about my imaginary business and talk about why I'm not happy, what I'm not happy with. And I'm going to talk about it, so stay tuned. I'm also going to do a, you know, this is going to be in the driving, the next Driving Your Own Vision episode. So um, what you hear next is, yeah just something you'll 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 hear why um and i'm also starting my other company back up with charles so it'll be i think this month will be me tied to a desk um which which is which is a lot of people who know me will say oh well that's steven all over but technically i have been I've just felt unhappy, unmotivated, pissed off. And I sound like one of those kids, don't I? They go on the street, you know. Oh, you know, life is just a pain in the ass. Well, anyway. um, I'll be back after after these short messages. Right, folks, you're now going to hear me sort of not upset, not, not, not upset, not sad, but I just, I've, I've, I've been in my co-working space, well, I call it my co-working space, because it's, 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 yeah, that's another thing for another day, but when I go to work, um, the past couple of years, I mean, the year before, when we did Mind Mob, it was pretty good because we did, we had websites that we were doing, we were constantly working on them. Um, this year, I've just not been interested on working on websites because it's been the same old thing, you know, the homepage is this and that page is that, and I don't feel challenged with it. Um, you know, we did the wrestling website, which I thought was pretty good, but we had a few issues with it. We've had the beer website, which we still got. And I don't mind little customers like that. You know, a few people have come back to me. We've done a bit of work for them. And that's good. And But technically, the way I feel could shut our web studio. Which, it's not happening. By the way, we are a web studio. <laughs> we just we just haven't stated that we are yet. It's That's another thing that we're doing this year. This year. It'll be in March, though. Because we're having a meeting, but... Um, I'm going to put out to the guys that we're not going to have any meeting. We're going to have a welcome back type of meeting, but it won't be the. We're not going to have any proper meetings now till March because we just so much stuff that we want to get out of the way. And um, anyway, um, I do not want to work on websites anymore. You've heard it from the. You've heard it from the horse's mouth. I do not want to work on websites anymore. Now, before I kind of give you the current story. A lot of people say, oh, Stephen, isn't he a builder? Yes, I brought the building company back. I'll talk about that right here on this podcast. But first, I'm going to give you the the business that I'm in, which is web design, web development, okay? I'm in that shitty frame where I'm doing the two things. Um, web design is good. Web development is shit, right? Well, they're both shit, right? There's no... 
um, technically, when you work online, you're hardly working with customers. And we are working with, with, there's a new idea. I thought, well, we've got these new tablets that I bought. Why don't we get the customers to Skype in or FaceTime in or do something like that? Because, right, we're interacting with customers more. Um, it feels like we're in the office more. And, hey, we can work real quick on those projects. We got, you know, the projects are going to be coming out of our ears. You know, as soon as you're online, baby, you've got that, you know. Um, but there's only me that needs to be. And I'd like, the, I'd like to have it where I'm in the office at the end of, you know, twice a week, which I'm doing at the moment. But when I go in at the end of the week, the first thing I see is, hey, Stephen, this great project is finished and there's another project coming in. But I also want to have the, hey, Stephen, there's a customer, they liked what you did on that project, they want you to do the same on the next one. Or they want you to do, uh, they want you to work on the firmware updates. Or they want you to work on the update for this. And we do have that, but unfortunately, because we've had crappy websites, we can't do it. So to put you in the frame of what's been happening, we uh, we were a building company next door. We're now a web design and development company. Uh, the building company, I've gone back into the building company. I'm coming! I'm coming! I just get so... You know... I mean, we, you know, the building business is set up with Charles and it's going to be from home, but also I'm going to do mind mob stuff from home as well and uh, also podcast stuff as well. But when I started mind mob, it was like it was we did we did every design platform known to man and we made a lot of mistakes. And then we thought, well, let's go into web design. And then we went into web development. And I kind of don't want to stop that because we've got a good few customers that, you know, web design, you know, a few that we've designed websites for. But I see a big market. I mean, we've already done uh, work on the mobile phone application. We've got the dig board stuff to do, but we can't do that because everybody wants to do freaking websites. So what I'm going to do is in the next team meeting that we have, I want to say, look. We have had some fantastic offers, right? Um, all the dig board stuff, are we doing that? The live streaming stuff, are we doing that? We're still doing MGRX, but I, and in fact, we're only doing it for, doing it for the last year, and there's a reason why. And um, we're doing our own, the first one that we're doing is a small MGRX, and we're doing it as a day. We're doing it like a workshop instead of a conference. But anyway, um, but I have got into doing database design. Now, I don't want to stop doing what we're doing, but I'd rather work on more databases. And that's a, something that I want to add in the company proposal, because the databases cost more money uh, to do, and databases are more challenging um there's a lot more behind databases than there is and we still get to do web design behind that because if there's a website coming up i can then direct the programmers straight onto it 
I can go, right, there's a website here, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. But I just think I'm not going to stop doing all the projects because that's my job at the end of the day. But when it comes down to databases, that's my niche. That's my, you know, it's like my mummy does nursing and she's got, um, I mean, she does everything, well, I don't say she does everything, but there's certain things that she likes to do. Dressings, for instance, or um, certain things that she has niches for. And I'm like that. If somebody says, hey, Stephen, we've got a database for you, that will be my niche. That will be where I loathe all over it. Because not only is it a big job, it's an interesting job. And even the boring parts become interesting. I mean, we've got an insurance uh, company. I won't get to see any of the records they put in their database. What I'll get to see is the um, the front-end side to the, da- the database. I won't get to see all the back-end side, unfortunately, um, because it's um, more or less that is where all the nitty-gritty, that's where all the the programming, all the coding happens. Uh, I won't get to see the records because, again, they get you know, that's confidential. That's people's um, stuff going in the database. What I will see, though, what I will see is how the database functions. You know, what the database does. So, for example, um, what buttons the database has on it, what switches the database has on it. Um, I'll get to see the definition file. In fact, I'll have to see the de- definition file. Um, in order for to know if the database is working properly. I won't need to see any data records themselves, but I will need to see. Because when they do say, oh, somebody's record's not going in properly, the definition file's not working. And if they say, oh, well, it's a bit clunky, I can then reference back to, well, we designed it like this, and this was the blah, blah, blah. And, you know, but it's something I have fun with because I can put my thoughts and feelings into what I think the database should do. And one of the things I think the database should do, and it's an online database, but it's going to work offline as well. And my preference is, I think, when people's data goes online, the database should automatically... For example, when I get an email off um, somebody uh, from Simon... Like with my information, that comes from a database, right? If they wanted to, they could e- They could, if they wanted to send an email to their customers about the insurance, whatever, they could do that through the database. So they could set up what's known as a print job. Database will do. Uh, the database will act as. If you can imagine, this is how I'm going to see it. If you imagine somebody sat at a very large desk and by the desk is a very large filing cabinet and by the filing cabinet is a very large cupboard or bookshelf, right? So you can imagine that the offline stuff will be the filing cabinet where everything is stored. Um, But then let's say the person, the customer has not paid well, for how many weeks they paid. The person is over the desk sending them notifications saying, la la la, this has to be done now. 
the database is basically the person behind the desk grabbing the information it needs from the filing cabinet so when they do an email automatically they could put mrs jones okay mrs jones hasn't paid for six weeks there's an email reminding her that she needs to pay the insurance within six weeks now this is a large company they're not a huge company but they are not a small company so they need to do things very, very quickly. Also, the database needs to be fast. It needs to do fast searches. It needs to be a high-speed database. And not only that, it needs to have... Um, it, it needs to work like... You know, because it's like... It's like the stock room is behind the counter. That's how a database should work. So when somebody's handing somebody... Over the something like money over the counter when it's going over the counter, they've got access to the stock room immediately. They've got access to the stock room, they've got access to the customers. If they wanted to, they could build a community from this database. I don't know if they want to do that, but that's you know. And we've got six months. Well, in fact, we've got eight months to do this because we've got the six month contract which has nearly been done and signed but we're starting the work on this and another thing i want to say about this right the fun thing about doing this is there's going to be a lot of brainstorming involved because i may partway through go well do you know maybe this could be and uh you will see a lot of things on facebook because we we're going to show off the um the nitty-gritty not the wireframe uh, but just the nitty-gritty how we'd think it would work, personally. So it's not going to be the wireframe, it's not going to be the actual tasks in hand, it's just going to be how we think this should be done. So it's just going to be brainstorming or brain-dumping some ideas onto a whiteboard. That's what's going to... I mean, it's all going to be done on the whiteboard, but the, it's going to be done for the first few months. It's going to be, it might look good this way, or it might look good this way, or it might look good this way. Once we're happy with it, we go to the programmers... And they do all the fancy coding, which I don't even, I don't know half of it. I don't need to know half of it. I need to know how that baby's going to function. So it's like when you're in a garage and you go to somebody who may know about the engine of a car. They may know, they'll be working on the engine. They'll be working under the hood with that engine. Whereas some mechanics might just be putting on a tyre or putting on a, you know, putting on whatever they do. But they still understand fully about a car and how it functions. They'll know. They'll be able to go to the uh, the people that deal with the engine and say, I'm sorry, the engine, uh, customers come to me with their engine. It's not working. It's not functioning properly. Uh, X, Y, and Z is, you know. And so, basically, when I go to the coders and say, that piece of code is broken, right? They'll go, you know, <laughs> immediately... And I'm hoping that's the way it's going to go. And, um, you know, and it's just the way things should be. But also, um, I really like how this is doing. I mean, we're going to work very quickly with this database, get it function, get it done. And hopefully within seven months or eight months, it should be done. So it'll be done before the eight months, but we have to... We can't give them the database until eight months because there's the contract. There's all the... Unfortunately, there's a wee bit of red tape, which 
unfortunately, I didn't really want to. I don't really want to discuss. To be frankly fair, because um, but it'll be near October. But it's one of the biggest jobs we've done. And yes, we can do it fast, and we can do other jobs as well. And then while we're in the pipeline, we can say, right, here's your database. It's on a disk. And you know, because there's other things as well, and. You know, we've I've been working on the contract for this, and now I'm working on the actual job for it. So I'm seeing this project through, and I'm working on this project through because I'm designing the project. So I'm not just designing the database; I'm designing the project for the database, and then I can hand it to people and say, "Here you go." I mean, I'm going to hand it to people anyway, and they'll go right. Well, do you know what? And maybe they can come to me and go, "Well, do you know what, Stephen? We looked at the database and we thought maybe it could be doing with this. Maybe it functions this way." But I'm still learning. This is one of the projects that I'm actually learning, enjoying. Like it's not like the command line where I'll learn partway through and just give up. This is something that I'll just go right because then we as designers we can turn around to the coders and go, "Do you know what? This is what you need to do. You need to code this so the way that that button's going to do this." And I mean, we've got a telephone database to do. I know XCOM want us to do one. So we'll do it for them. And we've said no a couple of times, but I think we can say yes. Because their app their app's working fantastically. Their app has been it's a, it's gone through several updates and um I keep doing a couple of tweaks to it. Um but it's just one of those things that um I do all the adverts for it. And that's my job when it comes to a phone app. But this is a much more better job. This is like I'm gonna learn why doing the project. <laughs> um and we'll have fun with it and uh it'll make me look forward to going in the office every week. So yeah, databases. Can't wait to do it, can't wait to get on can't wait to get my hands dirty and actually tonight um i've gonna i was gonna i promised that i was gonna work on a chat server so i'll do that i'll uh finish this bit of episode work on the chat server and then get back talking to you guys as well and uh we're gonna be moving on anyway to the next feature so um i'm gonna talk about generation then move on to the next feature. So stay, just just hang on tight, folks. Just hang on tight. Hey folks, um, I have just landed an amazing deal with Rosebank Care Home, so I could be doing a gig. Now, I'm going to finish on uh, top 10, uh, sorry, top 5, top 5, no, hang on, yeah, top Four, 
This is a top four. Um, no. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, top four things. The uh, top six goals that I'm going to do this year. So six. Uh, number six is study the Bible a bit more. That's number six. It's quite high. Excuse me, it's quite high. I'm already doing it, but I need to do a bit more. So number five is to focus on my businesses. Um, and I have quite an affair because I've got an imaginary building business and I've got imaginary web design uh, and development company. <laughs> you know, web development and web design, but we are gearing to bo- towards um, lots more bigger and better things as we go around. We might be... Um, database and app development and design database design and app development we might be that soon because um but i don't know we'll soon see how everything goes um number four is to um just get up in the mornings a bit more really kind of focused organize my mornings and be more motivated uh, number three is to really get these podcasts on the way. Get these, you know, if I'm going to do these podcasts, follow them through. Um, Organise these podcasts a bit better. Um, uh, number three... Uh, oh, I did number three. Number two is to um, focus on tasks and not procrastinate which means to not deviate and put things off if i can um number two is to work on my book the glass future and number one and this is number one this is the hottest thing to do is to walk more i thought i would do like my girlfriend helen she's doing uh drink more water so i thought Need to walk more. Need to walk. In fact, I need to walk lots because it's important to walk. Um, you're all going to go in the comments, oh, Stephen, why aren't you doing more walking? But honest to goodness, right, to do more walking is a must. You know, whether I enjoy it or not, it's just to get out, do more walking, get the fresh air into my lungs. Um, and, and of course, it's... You know, it means I can get inspired for my album, inspired for my artwork, um, inspired for all the stuff that I'm working on. Um, and my artwork is, is quite important because, you know, it is really, really important. Um, also, I didn't mention this, but to try and do more religious stuff on this podcast, people go, Stephen, you're not doing more religion on the podcast you mentioned it here and you mentioned it there. You mentioned on Facebook that you were going to do this and you mentioned... And in fact, I'm doing an Instagram story for this, uh, for these podcast episodes. An Instagram story where you get the insight into... Um, so basically, you get to sort of... Uh, you know, if I've got a topic that I'm going to do a whole episode on... Not that I will, but if I'm going to do a whole episode on, say... The Woman in the Well, right... You can go, Stephen, we want you to do an episode on Jesus' mother. What you really think. 
how you think she's been brought into the world. So, I'm going to do a DVD extra on this podcast. I don't normally do them. I'm going to do a DVD extra. There'll be an interlude and there'll be a DVD extra. So, you can skip this bit now and subscribe to the episode. Or, you can carry on listening to where we're going to discuss um, how Jesus feeds us with his food. Now, it's going to get quite symbolic. So, um... You know, and this is my thoughts, and I really want people to listen. Because, right, it's not the food that you eat, necessarily. It's not the food that we are, you know, but it is to do with preparation. And it is to do with the harvest. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, for those who are going to leave the podcast now, thanks for listening. Uh, You can switch off now and wait for the next one. For those, though, uh, the DVD extra is coming right after the interlude. There'll be an interlude that takes you into the DVD extra. And we're going to do more DVD extras on these audio blogs. Um, but just one, one more announcement. Just one more announcement that I need to mention is if you've got something that's ludicrous or not, please just let me know. I'm happy to take anything. I'm happy to take any challenge that's doable uh well it's if it's you know <clears throat> you know um so anyway so i'm going to do this little sermon at the end of the podcast and it might sound a bit like our friend michael Gucci who goes on a bit so like I said, buckle up for the ride. So welcome, folks, to the sermon. Um, I'm not going to be quoting any Bible or any readings as such. Um, this is going to be more kind of bite-sized and more for myself as well as anybody else. So it's a sermon to myself, but I just thought that I would do um, kind of a... It's like a driving your own vision uh podcast which we are doing as well on another platform so we'll we'll put that out as well but first sit back and relax welcome to the dvd extra you've made it here for those who've still stuck with me for those who haven't don't worry we'll see you in the next podcast so um excuse me first of all i'm going to say that jesus is he is the food he is the um he is everything you would want on your plate. He is the bread, the body. He is the egg, the chicken, the yolk. He is the harvest in the fields. Right, stay with me, folks. Stay with me. He is not just the harvest in the fields, but he's everything. He's the apple on the tree. He is, and we don't mean the apple that Adam and Eve have had, sorry, um, the forbidden fruit. We'll come to that in another episode. But he's everything. And Jesus makes, he gives us, he serves up this meal and says, this is your life given for me. This is my blood everlasting cup. Right? So you know that's in the the uh, the readings. You know that's in the readings, of course. But you don't know what Jesus is serving for you. Jesus' food is the one when we've got a goal which we can't reach. 
our plate is so full, we can't reach that goal. Well, sometimes we need uh, things to show us on that way. It, there may be things that just go on in your life. Maybe you're at this peak of the moment where you're about to start a new business or you're about to, um, you know, fulfill whatever you're going to fill. You might want to, you know, if you've bought, say, uh, you, you, you've reached a destination where you've bought a fancy car, um, you've got a $2,000 business. Um, and I'm, I'm saying dollars because there could be some people from the US listening to this um, or Australia, they have dollars as well or yen or whatever you make. And you, you're proud, you drive around in the car. But sometimes people aren't always satisfied, you know, and that goes for me also. I have, you know, got to blow my trumpet, blow my own trumpet and say, you know, it's satisfaction is something that we don't always have. Um, we kind of, we get lost and we go, oh, you know, that phone, it's beautiful, that watch, oh, you know, lovely laptop, oh, lovely, lovely, you know, whatever, um, jewellery, whatever, clothes, nice clothes, good home. It was something that, that's something we don't always think about, technically. Um, you know, I mean, if I had full sight, I'd be, Probably if I had, even if I had the best car, I'd still want more, I think. Um, yeah, decent sports car, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't get me everything. And, um, you know, you can, I, I think there's people that are sitting in the driver's seats of the, the Lamborghinis or Porsches or whatever they drive. And they must think, when they get in those cars and they sit in those cars, they must think, what do I want next? <laughs> they must think about it. They must think, what do I want next? Um, you know, oh, well, tell you what, there's a nice big house. Yeah, we'll get that next. Woo, it'll go with the car. Um, <laughs> people think. Um, I have, I have tell you something. There is people who think that. And sometimes you think that about other people. Um... And strangely enough, um, my minister, when I met him and I knew about him, I thought he had a huge company in the wings. He, he doesn't. Um, he does have a nice fancy car, but that's besides the point. You know, it's, you don't think, you know, we look at people, we look down upon people, you know. I'm sure there is somebody out there who owns a big company like Apple and Google, and they probably drive an average car. They probably don't, but that's, <laughs> you know, they probably could. Um, I mean, I remember hearing a story about, um, oh, who was the guy who had, um, oh, he had a, a, a really big company, and um, he started off by, before he had his BMW, he had like one of those like just bog standard cars. I think it must have been Richard Branson. Or not Richard Branson, sorry, Alan Sugar. Um, but it, it doesn't really matter who you are, you know. I mean, if you're Clive Sinclair, you could probably get away with driving in those uh, Sinclair C5 cars, which probably at the time, they probably thought that Clive was driving one of those. There was probably a lot of people that thought, um, 
I mean, I always thought that Jack Tramiel, when I was about 20, my early 20s, I thought that Jack Tramiel had a skateboard. <laughs> I thought Jack Tramiel went around all day on his skateboard. That's true. I was only 21 when I thought that. I thought Jack Tramiel, you know, uh, Jack Tramiel just goes around on his, uh, on his skateboard. Because <laughs> all these people in these tech companies... Yeah, what would they want a fancy car for? But anyway, um, that's good. But still, right, the, the point is, the point is reaching that goal. You might be going from nothing to having something. There was a, an article a few years ago in the paper of these lottery winners. They won the lottery. They won quite a few thousand pounds, right? There was a lot of money, and it was in the papers. And they said, we still want to live in our small house. We still want to go to the charity shop. These were people that wanted to do, you know, they said they had a goal. They wanted nice holidays. They wanted this, they wanted that. They had ideas. They had thought. But, you know, there's always these people, oh, I've won the lottery. What would I get? Um, probably something you're not satisfied with, you know. So, and so, anyway, I'm going to move on and talk about the things that Jesus has given us out to do. It's not necessarily a company. It doesn't matter. You know, small company, big company, something will happen. And even even rock stars, um, football managers, there are people out there they, they're not bothered about security. There's a guy called Frank Turner. He's not a Christian, by the way. Um, or he might be. Um, but he just comes out as he is. You know, he, basically he, off stage, he's one of these people that, you know, he would probably sign a T-shirt for you. Um... He would probably shake your hand, you know. Um, but it's just to go to show that the public eye, you know, there's some bands out there that you you wouldn't be able to get to them. No way, no way, chance in heaven, because they've got big security guards that segregate you from the band and the band from you. But there are some bands out there, smaller bands that really. They're not bothered. They'd rather go to their fans. and In fact, they they would set up places where they could be met. Um, It's the same for actors, you know. Um, I've met a couple of actors, and they're all right, you know. A couple of these big soap stars. Well, Kenneth Cope, you know, Kenneth Cope. um, Because I was visually impaired, he came over and shook my hand. And he was a really nice guy and sat with me for a bit, you know. Um, and I was so delighted to shake his hand. Um, David Lonsdale, I've shook, shook his hand as well, you know. Um, and really, you know, these actors, the proper actors, and it doesn't matter how big or small name, 
you may go home to a normal household at the end of the day. You know, some of these top actors you see in soaps. Um, I actually met, I'll tell you a little, a little story. I met Marlon Dingle. At, uh, you know the guy who plays Marlon Dingle? I met him uh, at a carol service. He did a lovely reading. Um, I met just some average people who are probably big, massive names. You know, they're probably big names. They're getting paid big money, probably. I don't know. But, um, you know, you might have a friend who's probably a huge soap star. They're probably in the biggest shows. They're probably the biggest movie stars. And yet they've helped your family. They've helped your friends. And yet they're a big name. Uh, in fact, Carl Craig, you, you've heard of Carl Craig. Um, he's just a really, you know, normal guy. He's, you know... Um, Real down-to-earth character. These are just examples. Um, he even did a few Amiga CDTV games. That's how cool he is. <laughs> um, you know, he's done voice acting for everything. Um, and this is what I like, you know. Um, it's when you hear, oh, someone's been on a, you know. But let's come down to the Christian thing. There is people that are a lot bigger in the Christian community. And they are bigger than a superstar will ever be. Because they've been on tougher journeys than those superstars. They've been on not just physical, not just... We're not talking about walking along the desert. That's it's kind of, you know, what probably what people would think. You know, if you go down to that same guy with the sports car, if you saw a high priest from a church, and I'm, I'm not talking your bog standard, you know, I'm talking about a really high, you know, in his, ro in his robes and that. You would think that he came along the desert, you know. Um, you wouldn't think on the lines of that he's got a camel around the corner, but you would think, you would think, okay, you would think, that he has high authority. Okay. Um, and I'm not talking about the Pope, by the way. Um, but people who are... They have done the journey. They have been... They have come a very strange route... To get to where they need to be. And sometimes their, their plate, they see the plate, they say, look, you know, the plate is full. I can't deal with this. But then they deal with it. Don't know how. And once they've emptied the plate, it fills again. But it's, again, it may not be their plate. You know, Jesus is feeding them. But it may not be their plate. It may be... They have to heal someone. They have to be at someone's bedside. They have to fill someone else's dreams. You know, it's, it happens like that. It's it's not just, you know. Um, I think that's how things need to work, you know. So in a moment, we're going to... Um,
we're going to pray uh, in a moment. And we're going to... But first of all, I want us all to think about the goals that we need to do. You know, it doesn't matter what job or position that we have in life. It doesn't matter what you know what we want to fulfill at the end of the day. Somebody died for us and they changed, they transformed from man into a tree. You've got to remember that Jesus came to us as a visual thing. You know, God's not visual. The wind's not visual. Um, You know, um... Snow doesn't make a sound. Uh, heat. We can feel, but we can't see or hear. Um, light, we can see, but we can't hear it. And the darkness as well. So, we're going to say two prayers on the podcast. We're going to, first of all, say the prayer that we were taught um, so it's our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven give us this day and lead us not who trespass against us but lead us not into temptation for thy is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever amen and so we're going to do uh, another prayer now and obviously I'm going to for those who um for those who don't believe um listen to this also again this is a note to self well I'm saying note to self um I've said this is a note to self it's not really uh, by the way once we've done this last prayer there's a bit more to the sermon <laughs> so stay with me and then we'll do one more prayer towards the end and we'll finish and um, and by the way you can pause this um anytime uh, you can go back, listen to little bits if you want. Um, if you so wish. Um, and just technically what I think that people should believe. So we'll go with... We'll go with... Um, by the way, it's not in, not in any particular order. Um, if I was a vicar of a church, I would my sermons would probably last about... Just about over an hour, you'd be checking your watches probably. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I feel that congregations in churches, personally, um, as the one in our church, they tend to, there's people in the congregation 
that don't worship their own way, I think. And there's some people that do. And uh, there's some people who have commented on my, on my drumming going, wow, those, spirit, those symbols are very spiritual. Well, there's a reason. I mean, what I do is, and uh, what I do is I space the symbols out. Not like what you'd hear in dubstep music. But if there is um, an old hymn, for example, like, how can it be da dee 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 like the one we played this morning, that has to be played with the symbols. It's just, I don't know, there's something personal about that, you know? Um, but the spaced out, the symbols are... I feel as though when I'm playing the ride symbol um, for worship, it's like there's a distance between that symbol and the rest of the drums kind of, I don't know, the, the way they come in, um, you know, on certain hymns, it'll, it'll work, you know. And sometimes I will play the drums for the while because it feels, oh, I don't know, I can't play the drums until this part, you know. And sometimes I'll back off on a really good bit and I'll come back in and... I think that's just what, you know, um, I feel like in a live setting it's great to do. There was one service where um, I was playing the drums and um, you've heard the song, This Is The Air I Breathe. Well, normally I come in on the, uh, the second verse and um, so I... I came in on the chorus but then dropped back out in the second verse and came in on the chorus and someone's like why did you do that I said well I said the verses were really good and sometimes I do that I drop out on this is the air I breathe I drop out on the verses sometimes because the way that song is it depends how it's being played so I don't always do it but it just depends on how it's being done so and a lot of people, when you're worshipping, I've seen pe- you know, people up there, when they play their instruments, they don't have the feel. Um, I'm obviously not mentioning any, any names, but there's people that will come on and they'll think that they're being, they've got the feel in them. So they'll play the guitar a bit more differently because it's the way they think. But I think if they just, you know, if they're guided a bit more, one of our guitarists... Um, Today, um, he really gave some really beautiful guitar, and I felt that was coming from the spirit. And it's, if you channel it properly through the music, it is going to move the congregation. Um, I mean, I, I do it all the time because I'm worshiping through the drums as a vehicle. Uh, and a lot, it should in in a lot of spiritual music, the drums are the vehicle um, because the drums are telling people how to worship. So it's not done on every song, but the chorus of This Is The Hour I Breathe, I want the spirit to rise into the congregation. So it's done through that, and it's like, oh, well, this is a signal. This is a you know, signal on that. But it can be done in a special way. So if you listen to a lot of spiritual bands, uh, especially um, Jewish bands, or just kind of... Um, spiritual music like um you know like uh the incredible string band they have some wonderful 
flotation come in and you know it's just wonderful how people do whatever they need to do but you can tell it's coming from somewhere else so anyway um so i'm gonna um no i won't talk about light and dark in this in this uh in this little sermon i'll leave that for the next one <clears throat> but um i'm gonna again come back in and uh the next episode and do um and please let me know if this little dvd extra works because i don't know if you you know this is this is the second time i've done it um the first one was done over new year because it was <laughs> we needed to do that that was put out late as well um so anyway, we're going to pray the second prayer now, which is, and then we're going to do a little bit of sermon, and then we're going to do a third prayer, and then uh, we'll we'll end. So this is the second prayer. So, dear Lord, we pray for people who are listening to this podcast and obviously don't know of you, oh Lord. And Lord, some people at this moment are probably not feeling what we all feel personally um and lord i personally think um I personally think that the the people that don't know you or don't understand will say you don't understand um we ask you to come into their hearts today. Give them the crops they need to grow. Give them the seeds they need to plant and set them into the ground. And also, Lord, give me the seeds that I need to put in the ground. Take the weeds, kill the bad crop, take away the bad crop, and give us the good crop. The good crop is what we need in our life. The the light. The light of the crop. And give us <coughs> give us the strength and guide us with the light of the candle. Sometimes we may be in the dark and uh, we need to be seeking the light. Sometimes we feel that if we're in a, a dark place, we need to be put in a lighter place, wherever that may be. 
And we also ask that you guide everybody that you can into a brighter and wonderful place, Lord. And we ask that you send you send your goodness into our hearts. Amen. So I didn't want to make that prayer too long. We're going to have... Um, We're going to have um, yeah, I think we'll have a few I think we'll have just a small word for the end, and then we'll finish the podcast. Um, so yeah, um, we'll finish this one with a final prayer then. Dear Lord, uh, we bless everybody that has enjoyed this sermon. Thanks. Amen.